Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my great privilege to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week, Lisa McRae. Lisa McRae is an environmental and human rights activist and the mother of five. She lived on the former George Air Force Base in California from 1987 to 1991 and found out 30 years after first stepping foot on the base that it was and is extremely contaminated with numerous toxic substances, including nuclear waste. She became partially disabled in 1990 and completely disabled in 2003 at the age of 35 as a direct result of her contamination exposure. In 2017, she switched her focus from corporate contamination to military contamination. Already a veterans advocate, she found out about the George Air Force Base contamination through a veteran from Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Since 2017, she has been fighting for governmental and Department of Defense accountability and justice for all affected by military contamination. Lisa McRae, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Um, So there was this article I saw uh, in Military Times called why women were told don't get pregnant at George Air Force Base uh, that featured your story and a number of others. What what was going on at George Air Force Base? Um, there was contamination basically building up from the time the base was uh, opened in the 40s. They uh, didn't really have regulations back then, and when they did have them, they really didn't follow them. Um, Lots of chemicals were spilled, uh, radiation, they were improperly stored, they were buried, there are several dump sites. Um, The chemical list is very, very long. And you lived there in housing that was contaminated and when you and when you left and they shut down the base it was condemned for the next 500 years but the military that knew about this didn't didn't mention it to you or anybody else living there right no and we found um you know documentation that said they knew this for a very long time um since the 60s or probably before then um, that it's extremely dangerous to human health and that um, we would be made sick by it. Um, and it's it's been horrific. Uh, we have several thousands of people sick, not just um, at George Air Force Base or people who lived on George Air Force Base, but uh, also now people who currently work there are reaching out to me, um, looking for advice looking for information. Um, And the surrounding community has been deeply affected by this. Um, And there's a very large number, we found out, of handicapped children, children with disabilities, especially learning disabilities in that area, um, who have been exposed through either the water, the air, or the soil. 
And we've talked on this show in the past with other guests about the these permanent chemicals, these PFOS, PFOA uh, chemicals that are that are featured in this this film in the theaters, Dark Waters, uh, that that apparently tells just half the story, leaves the military out of it. But what what are these things for people who don't know, and what's the military's role in in spreading them in our in our environment? Um. PFOA, PFOS, um, there's several of the perfluoroalkyl chemicals. Um, I don't know the exact amount, but I know there's numerous ones, but the ones right now in the news, PFOS and PFOA, are particularly bad on military bases. Um, It's bad on George Air Force Base. It's bad on all Air Force bases, all military bases. Um, they used this firefighting it, foam that contained all of it. Um, and it, and, and it gets into the water and the groundwater and... Yeah, and they did all these exercises. You know, the military, they're always doing exercises. Yeah. And a lot of it um, included using that foam. And there were several times where they dumped it um, upstream from the base. Of course, the base is in the high desert, I should explain this, um, which is sand, and sand is porous. So it, it just got contained in the aquifers underneath the base. And if it had been like clay, some of it would have stayed more towards the surface and evaporated into the air, but most of it made it down, unfortunately, um, to our drinking water. And so it, it, it's, and it's highly, highly, highly toxic. I cannot stress this enough. It's one of many chemicals we are exposed to, but it's particularly bad. It, like you said, it's, it's a forever chemical. It stays in the body a lifetime. And they affect DNA methylation and gene expression. Um, and they're also known to be endocrine disruptors, which is incredibly hard on the women population. Uh, because it affects the ovaries and the uterus so so severely, severely bad. And it causes everything from birth defects to miscarriage, um, all kinds of uterine, ovarian diseases, cancers, diabetes. Um, the list goes on and on. It's, it's really bad. Just the, just the list of, of health impacts on you yourself, personally uh takes longer than this program to read through uh, i i yeah uh, it's it's incredible i mean there's been a i mean a major impact on your own health personally and your and your family members and and friends right yeah absolutely um it not only affected me severely uh it also affected my children um two possibly three of my children have uh, infertility. They have all kinds of reproductive issues, and it's various. We cover the whole gamut of reproductive issues. Um, but, you know, the fact that two of my children that were born there, by the way, have this um, speaks volume. Uh, this kind of thing just doesn't happen genetically. It's just genetically impossible. Not only uh, that, but when you had health problems, the military wasn't exactly 
helpful, uh, rather threatening that you needed to keep silent about it, right? Yes. When I had my miscarriage, they pulled my husband aside immediately within a day after, um, uh, called him up to the office to, to work. He was, uh, was an airframe mechanic. And uh, they threatened him. They said, you know, we were not allowed to talk about my miscarriage, the circumstances, what happened during the miscarriage. Um, you know, I needed a blood transfusion. And uh, there was just so much about it that was horribly wrong. And they didn't want us speaking about it, not to friends, not to family. I was not allowed to see my baby. I was not allowed to hold my baby. Um, this was a second trimester law. And um, we were not allowed to hold a funeral. We were not allowed to talk about it at all to anyone, ever. And no. But now you are uh, speaking about it, thank goodness, uh, to the benefit of all of the rest of us. Uh, is, is anyone giving you any trouble? Um, not here lately, no. Um, you know, obviously there are concerns about threats again. Um, but I'm determined. I'm not going to be dissuaded by it. Um. Good for you. Um. You know, uh, we need justice. And this isn't just affecting our base. This is affecting... Every single base out there, all military bases are contaminated on some level. Um, but we have we have a dirty dozen, uh, what I like to call the dirty dozen, if you want me to list them. The, these are the very worst known U.S. military bases in the U.S. for... Yeah, um, there's a, a list online um, called the uh, $100 million... Uh, Super fun list. Right. It's a hundred. It's, they call it the hundred million dollar club, meaning these bases have exceeded a hundred million dollars. And the United States military, the Department of Defense, is the largest polluter on the planet. They eclipse all corporate contamination. Um, you know, they're they're the absolute worst. But I do have a list here. And it goes as follows, of course, George Air Force Base, Wirt Smith Air Force Base, Andrews Air Force Base, McClellan Air Force Base, Camp Lejeune, Letterkenny um, Army Depot, Edwards Air Force Base, Anderson Air Force Base, Otis National Guard Base, Portsmouth Naval Shipyard, Camp Pendleton, and Redstone Arsenal. Um, all of these exceed uh, well over $300 million in cleanup costs, and they're not even done. And there's several other bases that are on the list waiting to become um, a Superfund National Priorities List site through the EPA. Right. 143 Superfund uh, military bases and hundreds more that just, they haven't got the funding yet to, to put them on, exactly. the, on the list. Yeah. Exactly. They, they've run out of money. It's so bad. And, and with the George Air Force Base, they've decided um, when they went to clean it up, this is after spending um, $150 million, you know, um, 
that it was better for them to do natural attenuation, which is a pretty word for we're just going to leave it be because when we try to clean it up, it just spreads it and makes it worse. Yeah. So it's really, really bad, and I can't stress that. And this affects everyone. Everyone that can hear my voice right now has a lot of these chemicals in their body, organochlorine pesticides, um, PFOA, DFOS, um, benzene, trichloroethylene. The list goes on and on, and it's a very long list. Arsenic, uh, radioactive isotopes. Uh, I, I just can't stress enough how bad this problem is. And people need, need to absolutely research this. They, because I can guarantee you a lot of your listeners are going to find out that uh, areas that they live in are actually super fun sites. They don't go around advertising this. No, I wouldn't think so. Uh, my my friend and colleague Pat Elder, who put me in touch with you, has uh, has been doing a lot of research, and we've been publishing a lot at at World Beyond War. Uh, we're speaking with Lisa McRae, who lived for a time at George Air Force Base in California. Uh, Lisa, George Air Force Base not only had these. Uh, PFOA, PFOS chemicals, but a whole smorgasbord of of toxic stuff, including nuclear waste, right? This is correct. And and Pat's been absolutely wonderful. Um, He's really been working hard through his websites uh, to to warn people. Um, And we have Frank Vera also from George Air Force Base, who has spent the better part of 40 years... um, you know, trying to get the word out and letting people know uh, what they've been exposed to because the military has not been forthcoming. Uh, You know, there's been correspondence between our base and the CDC back in the 80s. And they talked about how well documented the contamination is and the health impacts that they knew about um, were going to be great. But yet they told us absolutely nothing. I found out by accident. I I heard from uh, from you in a in a video that you made that this site of George Air Force Base they've now got what is it a Dr Pepper bottling plant? Yeah, um, there's several businesses that they've managed. They couldn't sell the property, so the Department of Defense leased it out to uh, Victorville, California, and um, they you know in conjunction with the Department of Defense. Uh, work to to redevelop the base because the the economic impact was huge when the base closed. And they put several businesses, including an airport. um, It's a, oh gosh, a FedEx hub. And then they have the Dr. Pepper plant there uh, right uh, next to a radioactive site. So bottling, uh, and they're pulling, yeah, bottling drinks with toxic water. Yeah, it, it, they have to pull it from the aquifer. There's only three aquifers in that basin. Two of them run directly underneath the base. They are connected by an underground waterfall. So what is in one is in the other. Um, there's some forty chemicals that were found and radiation. Uh, I want to say. Uh, around that number, I'm 
it's a long list. And it, we're talking 27,000 times safety limits. Um, and that's kind of a, a misnomer right there because there is no safe amount of these chemicals. Zero. That level is zero. So when you find something 27,000 times part per trillion, um, it, it's really, really, really bad. A lot of these chemicals, the safe levels around 28, 7, you know. Um, and, and this has been known, including to the U.S. military, for decades, and yet people on these bases to this day, uh, in many cases, haven't been told, and you found out uh, because of a veteran from another U.S. base on the other side of the country who had managed to find out somehow, right? Yeah, uh, and people um, from Camp Lejeune, and that's where this veteran was from, it was actually his daughter that I spoke with, um, who was desperately seeking answers. Um, And I have a lot of medical knowledge from my past. And... um, I was trying to help her figure this out and started researching Camp Lejeune, um, who had been in the news quite extensively. And um, that's when I stumbled across George Air Force Base. And that was just, you know, a few short years ago. Uh, The military has not been forthcoming. They don't tell any of these people. The people that are coming from uh, the businesses on George Air Force Base now, former George Air Force Base, um, are telling me they've never been told anything. And we're talking all kinds of neurological diseases, cancers, autoimmune diseases. The list goes on and on and on. And, you know, these people are very, very sick. And they essentially found out by accident. They, you know, nowadays there's more education. But 30 years ago when I first stepped foot on that base, there wasn't. There was, you know... It was. It would have been the last thing you would have suspected. Why would they do something like that? You know, our troops are so vital to our uh, national safety. And it just didn't make any sense to me. So even when I first heard the information, I thought, this can't possibly be true. But the more I researched it, and I did extensive research, and... um Frank had a lot, Frank Vera had a lot of the information in place, but I helped connected the dots. Um, and we've done a lot of digging, and the problem is just horrendous. And it affects so many people. We're talking millions of people. Millions. Yeah. I mean, for a country with a history of human experimentation on military troops and putting military troops in the face of nuclear uh, tests to, to see what happens, this seems more like reckless disregard. You know, not as bad as that, but it's the scale of it that seems uh, so extreme. It, it's, it's all of these hundreds and thousands of bases across this country and around the world. And when, when Pat tells me about, you know, places in Japan or Germany where people have found out their water is poisoned and they're up in arms and they want to do something about it, but the U.S. military says, too bad, we won't listen to you, we're above the law, we just put our base in your country, uh, you know, too bad for you. But, uh, but why, you know, that, that's one thing, right? Because 
who cares about yeah. the rest of the world? To hell with them. But in the United States, the the place that supposedly the U.S. military exists to protect and benefit in some way, uh, why is it that states and localities aren't able to do anything about these these poisons uh, in their areas? Uh, yeah, I mean, you as you pointed out, they are above the law. I mean, who who can stop them? They're the ultimate authority. And, um, you know, they say, well, we've got the EPA in place. They're going to protect it. You know, they're going to protect all of you. Um, well, that's like criminals investigating themselves. It's yeah. still the government. Yeah. And um, they really are, for all intents and purposes, um, above the law. They shouldn't be above the law. But they go around, um, even internationally, and do things like this. And it's just, it's horrible. It's, and, it, and then they go and deny the families any type of medical treatment when the veterans go to file uh, for, you know, their CMP claims, their compensation and pension claims uh, for military contamination exposure. They get denied. Be- Every time. Because Every the military time. doesn't want to admit to, to causing the problem. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They, you know, delay, del- uh, delay, deny, and wait for us to die. Watch us die. You yeah. know, uh, they know um, time is not on our side. Delay, it's deny, like and, they and make counter accusations, right? You're, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, they try and discredit everyone. And the thing is, is, this stuff is all out there. It's, it, the records are on the, the California Water Board site, and the records are on the EPA's site. Um, and it lists the chemicals. So there's no denying that it's there. There's no denying we've been exposed. Um, what they deny is uh, giving us justice, helping us. Um, And really, the only way to get them to do anything is to shame them like we did with Vietnam veterans and Agent Orange. And what do you you recommend that people do who are listening to this program and want to get involved or get in touch with you or learn more or get active in their part of the world? Absolutely. Get in touch with me. I'm on Facebook. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa McRae, M-C-C-R-E-A. Uh-huh. Um, I currently live in Ohio, so my profile is public, so anybody can um, follow me. But, uh, you know, they need to research it for themselves. It's not hard to pull up Google and put in a few search words like um, maybe a military base that they live near and then list of contaminants or Superfund or NPL, National Priorities List, um, or their city. Um, and you, you will find a lot of stuff out that you didn't know about your own water supply because, in all honesty, they don't include that when your water company mails you that monthly statement or I'm sorry, yearly statement that says, you know, this is the chemicals we tested for. They test for the very basic bare bones 
The rest of that is hidden through the EPA. They, they test it. They know what's in it, but they don't warn people. They make no effort to do um, any type of education or provide clean water sources, um, offer medical assistance, medical advice. They do none of that. Yeah. And and beyond finding out, uh, people can make an effort to 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 halt the damage. Right? This is ongoing. The the, the military yeah. is continuing to use the, these toxic foams despite the the existence of alternatives that they could be using. Right? Absolutely. Um, protect yourself. Get a get a ten stage reverse osmosis system. Um, that's basically the only type of water system that's going to filter out the majority of these contaminants. But the thing is, you can't filter out radiation. Yeah. And the Dr. Pepper plant is bottling this and distributing it to millions. But can we get that? I don't I have no idea what that <laughs> reverse osmosis system costs, but can we get that in every home and business? Or do we need to get Congress to put a halt to the use of these poisons? Oh, both, both. Um, you know, it would be nice, um, more than nice. It's it, it necessary. Something has to be done. This isn't survivable, you know, Um we're going to cause our own extinction at this rate. It's really bad. Um, people need to write their senators, their representatives, write the president. Um, you know, do whatever you absolutely have to to raise awareness, inform your neighbors, inform your community. Um, be your own advocate. Be an activist. Activist and act, being an activist shouldn't be a dirty word. Um, especially when it comes to clean water, because that's a human right. It sure ought to be, and uh, activists ought to be a heroic word. <laughs> we aren't going to survive without them, are we? Not at the rate we're going, no. Uh, people have to be courageous. They have to be brave. It's We need voices, and we need voices now. Um, it's raining, this stuff. They're finding these chemicals in our rainwater. So there's not anybody that hasn't been exposed. Yeah, it's just a matter of degree. Who's been exposed more or less, right? Yeah, and definitely people around uh, military bases, first and foremost, um, living on them, active duty, or civilians that work on them, um, or live around these bases. And what people don't realize is the communities that sprung up around these bases get their water from the aquifers that the base use or directly from the base. So they're getting it just as bad or almost just as bad because, you know, on base you're going to have it in the air and soil too. So that's going to amplify it. But, you know, they're drinking it and it's accumulative. And the body can only handle so much. Um, So people need to protect themselves. 
They certainly do, uh, and I hope this information will help them do that. Uh, we've been speaking with Lisa McRae. We will have links up uh, on talknationradio.org to her Facebook page, Lisa McRae, M-C-C-R-E-A, and to a video she's made and to an article uh, about this issue and about Lisa in militarytimes.com. Lisa McRae, thank you very, very much for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you very much for having me. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a non-profit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.